Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. And welcome back. Tom Horn has had many dreams and visions of the future following a near-death experience. One in particular has to do with an asteroid hitting the Earth. The following interview of Tom Horn comes from Sid Ross' television program, It's Supernatural. NASA scientists predict a giant asteroid will enter Earth's atmosphere in 2029. Could this be the Revelation 8 Wormwood prophecy? My guest has important information, natural and supernatural, to explain what might be a massive cover-up of end-time proportions. Interested? forward to this specific interview, and I'll tell you why. Because 40 years ago, this gentleman, Tom Horn, died. And he was given sealed instructions to be released at a future date. Uh, Is there a biblical precedence for this sealed instructions? Uh, There actually is, yeah. Uh, Job 33, the Lord speaks once, yea, twice, but man perceives it not. In the nighttime, in a dream, in slumbering upon the bed, then God seals the instructions of the righteous within them to withdraw man from his purpose and to hide pride from man. I've interviewed many that get these sealed instructions to be released at a specific time. And the thing that intrigues me so much about Tom Horn is the fact we've had him on our show before, and we had the high privilege of being the first to release the first of his sealed instructions. It had to do with a pope resigning. Uh, briefly, what was that? Yeah, so in 2010, this event that has occurred a few times in my life, I go to bed, it's always right around 2 a.m. in the morning, um, and I saw this vivid image, um, very strange sound that was moving through the Vatican, and then I saw darkness rising up over the Vatican, and then like that I was awake. As soon as I woke up, I started to write down what I had saw, but instead, what I wrote down is Pope Benedict XVI is going to resign. And I even had the date and the year it's going to happen in April. Were you thinking about this? Are you a specialist in Catholicism? <laughs> what, uh, 
Uh, was it anything on your radar? No. I mean, we were doing some research at the time into the ancient prophecy of the popes, but there was nothing about Pope uh, Benedict resigning. So we went through 2012, and I was on your program, all this other media, and I'm saying this is going to happen. He's going to retire in, in April of 2012. And by the way, was it, how often does a pope retire? Well, it had not happened in over 600 years, and everybody, especially my Catholic friends, were emailing me, and they were saying, Tom, you're going to ruin your ministry. Popes don't <laughs> retire. They die in office. You need to stop saying this. So the date came and went, and it didn't happen. But what did you find out later? Yeah, uh, so the day came and went in February of uh, 2013. The Vatican makes this major global announcement. Pope Benedict XVI has retired from office. Now that same day, the Vatican's media outlet, the El Observatorio Romano, uh, they gave an interview to the New York Times. People can Google this and read it for themselves. The El Observatorio Romano published an article. They also published one in the New York Times in which they made a revelation. They said Pope Benedict had actually secretly resigned when he returned uh, from a trip in March he resigned in March. It was accepted by the Curia in April of 2012, and we had gave both those times, not even knowing for sure what that even meant, right? Uh, but, and this had been, this was, you know, the, the Vatican invented uh, for your eyes only CIA level top secret security stuff, right? Nobody anywhere could know anything about this. Now, when it happened that I was right, my phone lit up. Everybody, including <laughs> CNN, right? They were begging me to come on their program. And you know what they wanted to know? They wanted to know who was your insider at the I, Vatican. I, I hope you told them. I did. Especially those media. I did. Okay. I, I told them it was the Holy Spirit, and then they were really confused. Okay. Well, you had another sealed instruction. It was sheer Bible prophecy from Revelation 8. Yeah, so this one was the most terrifying experience I've ever personally had, which kind of conflicts with me because you know me, Sid. I like to be positive. I like to talk right. about positive things. I like to be filled with hope. Uh, so approximately one year ago now, I went to bed, same scenario, 2 a.m. in the morning, and all of a sudden, I woke up into this panoramic, um, what, almost like a film that's playing out in front of me, and I'm in the middle of it. And what I first thought I was looking at was a giant fiery dragon. Uh, deep up in space, moving, undulating like a serpent, racing towards the earth. Then suddenly my point of view changed, and now I was up above the object, and I could see that it was not a fiery dragon, but rather it was a giant space rock, an asteroid. And the way it was turning as it was moving through the space in the light of the sun, was glistening off of the, uh, the, you know, the, the elements of the stone, it only gave it the appearance that it was moving back and forth. Now, all of a sudden, I'm back on Earth again. And now, I am surrounded by literally tens of thousands of people, and we are on a mountain. Uh, and we are running for our lives, and people everywhere are screaming and begging God 
to deliver them from what is coming. And I turn and I look over my shoulder and I can see this fiery mountain, basically, this giant rock entering into the atmosphere, burning as it comes through the atmosphere, breaking apart as it comes through the atmosphere. A huge part of it strikes the ocean, a huge part of it strikes the earth. And, the, and all of a sudden, the earth is shaking so violently that none of us can stand up. We're all knocked off of our feet. Uh, it was the most horrific thing. I can hear this terrible sound as if the earth is literally cracking, like the mantle of the earth is breaking apart. And now I'm looking back over my shoulder again in this giant wall of water, just an enormous tsunami, hundreds of feet tall, coming up over the top of this mountain. And again, everybody's trying to run. Then these, what felt like, large hands come down underneath my arms and lift me up into space, and now I'm looking down upon the earth. And here's an important part about this entire thing. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what would happen if an asteroid of that size were to impact the earth. But what I saw, I later found to be exactly how scientists describe what would transpire. With the waters boiling beneath this giant burning rock, the aerosol coming up off of that, entering into the upper atmosphere, setting in motion hurricane activity, the second part hitting the earth, causing a volcano to begin erupting. So what, you, the saw, what yes. you saw is what would actually happen, but you didn't have the knowledge no, of what would actually happen from a scientific viewpoint, but you still saw it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and to use street lingo, it freaked me out. Well, when I also, started doing the research, it really freaked uh, me out. But I'll tell you the thing that strikes me even stronger. Uh, you heard a name. Yeah. What was the name? So, so as this is playing out, I'm terrified. All of a sudden, I wake up and said, I almost fell out of bed on my face. I mean, I had cold chills all over me. I'd never seen anything this vivid or terrifying. I start writing it down, but then all of a sudden, it was as if a voice. I don't know if this was just in my head or if it was an audible sound in the room, but it was as if a voice spoke and it said one word, apophis. Now, did you know what Apophis meant? I knew this. I knew that there was an ancient Egyptian god I didn't of even darkness. Know. I didn't even know that. Of chaos. Well, because I've studied mythology, but okay. I didn't really know a lot about it. Isn't it interesting? At first you That's thought what it I was thought a I dragon. Saw. That's exactly what I thought I saw. Now, okay. the other thing I knew, and I, and I hardly knew anything about this, was I knew that NASA had discovered an asteroid in 2004 that they named Apophis. And that was basically all I knew about it. So because what I saw was literally a space rock, when I got out of bed, I immediately went and started doing research. One thing led to the other uh, and uh, learned that this asteroid at first was on NASA's radar as being an NEO, a near-Earth object uh, that they believed it uh, in 2004 had the potential to impact the Earth. They still believe it's possible. Okay. Now, the, this Apophis, this, this interests me. Why do you believe Apophis is from the ancient prophecy about Wormwood in the book of Revelation? Well, first of all, I believe in prophecy. 
I believe in Bible prophecy. I believe this event is going to happen. I did not know that when Revelation 8 was written, where it says a star fell from mm -hmm. heaven, yes. it's the word aster. Astron is from the Greek make asteroid. Yeah, I didn't know that until then. And it was a lot of other things that I learned along the way as well. Uh, and the bottom line is Apophis is a real asteroid. And here's what they're saying. They're saying it probably isn't going to strike the Earth in 2029, so they changed their opinion a little bit. It still could, they're saying. But here's what they're saying. But it's going to come so close to the Earth that it's going to knock the satellites out that are in orbit around this planet. Now, this is a monster rock, and I talked to several astronomers, including a friend of mine that works at NASA and has above top security clearance, and plus Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis that works at the Pentagon, put me in contact with impact specialists, all these scientists, and they said there is no way in the world that you can say that a stone moving 28,000 miles per hour through space that's going to cover tens of thousands of miles before it gets here in nine years is going to come so close that it's going to knock out the satellites and yet be assured that it's not going to hit the planet. They all said that's rubbish, it's a cover-up. Here's what I believe. I believe it because I saw it. I believe it because what I saw and the way it came to me has not yet one time in my life failed, including the re resignation of Pope Benedict against mm -hmm. all odds. It has not happened one time yet that it didn't unfold exactly the way I saw it. So I'm, t I'm speaking from personal experience, but it's been validated by the facts after the fact. Uh, so I believe it in all my heart. I, I will look you in the eye and, and give you a new prediction like I did when I told you the Pope was going to resign and everybody said it would never happen. In April of 2029, Apophis is going to strike the Earth. Oh, I'll tell you what, Tom has good reasons to believe that this asteroid is a cosmic cover-up of end-time magnitude. Be right back. We return now to Tom Horn and his vision of an asteroid strike. what you believed from the vision. You know what you believed from the Bible, Revelation 8. But what if an expert uh, in, in astronomy were to look at Revelation 8? You talk to one. Tell me what they, they said. Yeah, actually I had two different astronomers tell me that I wasn't even reading Revelation 8 correctly, that the first four trumpets are the four stages of a singular event. Trumpet number one sounds and fire falls down from heaven and sets the fields and trees on fire. That's the first debris that's being pushed out ahead of an incoming asteroid. Trumpet number two sounds and a giant stone burning like a lamp falls into the sea and wipes out the ships. And this is a breaking up of a binary asteroid or a giant asteroid like Apophis. Uh, trumpet number three sounds, and this is the one that's actually named Wormwood, that contaminates a third of the Earth's waters and many people die as a result of it. And then trumpet number four sounds, and uh, a third part of the stars and the sun and the moon uh, are darkened, which is the result of all. And again, exactly what I saw when I didn't even understand what I was looking at. All this debris rising up into the jet stream, getting spread around the Earth, and blocking out a huge portion of the sunlight. It's 
it's all a singular event as a result of an incoming massive stone, which is what Apophis is. Now, speaking of a massive stone, uh, give me some of the facts about how large it'll be and some of the facts about Apophis. Yeah, it was, it was discovered at the Kitt Peak National Observatory 2004. That's when NASA named it uh, Apophis. Uh, it is 370 meters wide or 1,200 foot wide or four NFL football fields wide. It weighs an estimated 20 million metric tons. It is traveling 20 million. 20 million. It's traveling at 28,000 miles per hour, and I'm telling you, it's going to hit the Earth. Here's what scientists say: If it does, and this is NASA's experts, if it does hit the Earth, their mapping, by the way, technology tells them it'll probably come down somewhere around the border of Mexico and California, so a highly densely populated area. Another NASA scientist said, think of it this way: Take every nuclear warhead that is on Earth today. China, America, Russia, everybody, put them in one place and let them go off all at one time. And that's what's going to happen when Apophis strikes the Earth. My goodness. Well, why do you say it's a massive cover-up? Yeah, well, so my friend at NASA, he was the one that put me on the trail. They don't want this information getting out any sooner than it's going to. By 2025, people will be able to look up in space and see this with their home uh, telescopes, you know, fairly sophisticated telescopes. Two years after that, they'll be able to look up in space and see it with the naked eye. By that time, there's going to be mass chaos and panic. So right now, they're doing mitigation efforts in the background, which we can talk about. This is part of Trump's Space Force trying to figure out a way that they can stop this from impacting the Earth. Now, since this vision, since you've had astronauts and scientists describe what you saw, um, you look at scriptures very differently. I really do. Uh, tell me one scripture you look Yeah, like Luke 21, 25 right. through 28, it says, And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and that word is asteroid. There shall be signs in the asteroids, and upon the earth distress of nations. That's exactly what I saw. With perplexity, they don't know what to do about it. But to finish that verse, the sea and the waves roaring, that's exactly what I saw. Men's hearts failing them for fear and looking after those things that are coming. And you said we earth. will eventually be able to see it with our naked eyes. That's eye. exactly right. Uh, and But then it says this, but then shall they see the sign of the coming of the Son of Man. And when you see these things begin to come to pass, then lift up your eyes and look up, lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Now, when I heard President Trump say, announce that he was creating a new branch of service, uh, the, the Space Force, um, how does this fit in? Or what makes you think that one of the agendas was this uh, Wormwood problem? Well, um, 
I have friends, you have friends that are around the president, they are prophecy believers and they have been in his ear about this issue and about Wormwood. Uh, and so that's part, some of these are Christian scientists who are talking about this, that's part of it. And by the way, it's a giant umbrella, it's already been funded, the new Space Force, it's the new mm -hmm. br branch of the U.S. military. But if you look at the, the reasons behind it and its funding, it's almost all having to do with near-Earth objects, asteroids, and the mitigation of those asteroids. This has mm -hmm. come together very quickly, it got funded very quickly, and it is because... I was wondering uh, why it happened so hey, fast. And, and, and by the way, to add another element to this, uh, at the National Cathedral just last week they just um, anointed and blessed a brand new King James Version of the Bible. And the order is that every commanding officer in the Space Force has to be sworn into duty using that Bible. So Donald Trump and his administration, they also recognize that there is a supernatural element around this issue. You believe that this could cause a worldwide turning to God? Yes. What I saw was people everywhere on their faces begging God. You know the New Testament says some save with fear, right? Hating mm -hmm. even the garment spotted by the flesh. Some people are not motivated until something catastrophic like this happens. But the church has also been asleep. Not everybody, but a lot. Uh, and this is going to be a wake-up call for people everywhere who will be turning to God. The many of the people in the church, I imagine that your ministry, said is going to use this as the greatest evangelism opportunity perhaps in the history of humankind. It's going to be a great opportunity to reach the greatest, largest number of people because at that time everybody is going to have this on their mind. They're all going to be talking about it. They're all going to be begging God to deliver them. It's going to be a great opportunity. It could literally be what instigates the next great awakening. Well. Tom, you say, based on your study of the Bible, that there is a sliver of hope. Why do you say that? Well, there is a precedent in Scripture, uh, the great prophecy of Joel, you know, the great armies of the locusts mm -hmm. are going to come over the mountains. But then it ends with God saying, but if you will turn to me with all of your heart and body and soul and mind and rend your heart and not your garments, I will give you a blessing instead of a curse. There is a precedent in Scripture. God sends Jonah to Nineveh to tell them, in 40 days from now you guys are all toast. But what did they do? From the king on down, they repented in sackcloth and ashes, and God delayed the judgment. I want to say this. I didn't see this being delayed. In other words, I believe um, that it is possible, God is God and not Tom Horn, thankfully, right? It is possible that if enough people, if the world were to repent, basically, and turn to God, it is possible that judgment could be delayed. Do you believe that's going to happen? No. I believe with all certainty that I could have that April, Friday the 13th, 2029, Apophis is going to fulfill the Wormwood prophecy of Revelation 8, and it is going to impact the earth. I know that heaven is real. I know that hell is real. And by the descriptions of hell, of people that have visited to come back to be witnesses of its reality, that asteroid is nothing compared to eternity separated from the love of God. I want you to say a prayer. 
and mean it to the best of your ability. Repeat after me out loud. Dear God, Dear God I'm, a I'm a sinner for which I'm so sorry. I believe the blood of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus, washes away my sins. And in your sight, I am clean. It's so good to be clean. And now that I know I'm clean, I ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come inside of me. Amen. Are you looking for a good quality used car but don't want to pay an arm and a leg? Well, come into Rainy Used Cars. We have the largest selection in the Southeast. Whether you want a pickup or a quality SUV from mom, you'll find a variety of vehicles to choose from. We even finance. So come in today. You'll find a Rainy Used Cars located near you. Thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Also, give us a like. We welcome any comments or suggestions you might have. We also ask you to subscribe so that you will be notified of all our future episodes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Mm-hmm.